This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for yet another episode. Today, we're doing episode 65. Wow, time flies when you're having fun, right? So here we are. And today we're talking about how you can't control everything, except there are one or two things that you you have a little bit more capacity to control. And I'll talk about that differentiation today. So to start off, everything is out of your control. <laughs> Yet, if you're, if you're like me, you might find yourself being concerned over the things that you're just unable to control. And as you can probably guess, this sure as hell can add to the anxiety layer a little bit, yeah? <laughs> um, and that's not to make light of, you know, anxiety or feeling anxious or feeling like the world is spinning out of control. It's just to recognize and acknowledge that, okay? And this also, the conversation today, this is not meant to be a chicken little, the sky is falling type of situation. I'm not trying to spin anything negatively or positively. I'm just trying to spin it to where you have a little bit of a different perspective on this, okay? So hopefully hopefully today's little conversation here can help. Now, some examples of things that you absolutely can't control. And I think you're going to agree with that, with these things, all right? If you don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, things you can't control uh, include things like the weather, the day, the time. I wish we could control time some more, but unfortunately we can't. Sometimes you can't even control your own workouts or your kid getting sick or you getting sick or a parent getting sick or a loved one getting sick or your car having issues or a work deadline that you may not have met or your bike breaking down, having some issues. Granted, there are some things, there are some nuances in each of those situations that you might be able to control. I mean, obviously not the weather and the day and things like that, but just imagine this list going on because it does. There are a lot of things that we think that we have control over, yet we just don't. And I think it's high time that we all come to terms with the fact that everything is out of your control. (laughs) But shedding some light on the good news here, there is one thing that you can definitely control, and that's your response. What I mean by saying your response is it's basically the way that you respond to things. It's fairly under your control. You know, the the way that you respond to things completely out of your control is under your control. So the way that you're responding to the weather, the way that you're responding to time and, and death and sickness and breakdowns, workouts going sideways, the way that you respond to those things, that is fairly under your control. You might feel like it's not under control. You know, yeah, you may even think that, oh gosh, so-and-so makes you upset or that your parents drive you mad or uh, I don't know, an Instagram influencer drives you up the wall. If you're like me, sure, these things might upset you and you might be, you might find yourself upset over these things that, that these people do. But ultimately, 
you have control over how you respond to these situations. And I'm going to give you a quote here from Viktor Frankl. If you're not familiar with Viktor Frankl, he's a famous neurologist and Holocaust survivor and uh, an author. Definitely recommend reading his book, but he has this popular quote that you've probably heard before, but it's always worth sharing. And it's, I quote, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. I don't know about you, but I think he nailed it because there is a lot of truth to that. There is that space between that stimulus and response. And we have that power to choose how we, how we respond. And let me guide you through just a little example or two. Who knows? It depends on how, how wild I get in today's episode. And it's an example of this. And, and I think this is something that a lot of us can relate to. And I want you to pause and think about if you've ever had someone say something to you and you have an instant response that was maybe a bit aggressive or, I don't know, seated in anger. <laughs> you know, you spat it off something in return. Likely, yes. If you're like me, I know I have, and that's okay because it is okay to feel the things. It's better to feel the things than to tamp them the hell down and then try to mute them because then they just burst into a potential shitstorm later on down the road. So if you can relate to this and, you know, especially in a situation like an argument or not even an argument, it could be just the start of an argument. Maybe your partner or someone whom you care about just says something and it it rubs you the wrong way. That's okay. Feel the things, acknowledge it, but maybe before you respond, let's try pausing. So that's my suggestion is to try pausing the next time that you feel a certain way after a stimulus, whether it's the weather turning, which happens quite often here in Colorado, uh, or I don't know, another driver on the road might piss you off, or maybe it's your partner or your parent or your kid. Because when you press pause in that emotional whirlwind that you might find yourself in, take a deep breath or at least give yourself a beat, you know, at least give yourself a second, maybe even up to a minute. Who knows? Give yourself the time to, to have a moment to feel the feels. And then after you press pause, try to identify the emotion that you're feeling, label it, name it. And yes, I I really mean, give it a name. I don't mean give it a name like, you know, Hey, that's my feeling. Susan or Nick. No, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's anger or, or stress or anxiety, or maybe you're feeling furious or overwhelmed or just anything. I almost said stressed again because I think it's so common, but I think I said it earlier. You get the idea though. I want you to name that emotion that is, that is pertaining to, to what, to what you're feeling after you, after you experience that stimulus. Naming it, the reason it, it sounds it sounds kind of lame to name, but naming it gives it less power. This is also, this is actually also a skill that I teach my clients to do when it comes to stress or emotional eating. Because let's be honest, you know, food and beverages, including alcohol, are the most accessible coping mechanisms for many of us when it comes to stress and emotional, you know, heightened states, right? And that's not to say that food and beverages aren't 
a good coping mechanism because they they can be certainly especially if you're aware that like hey i'm gonna have this i'm gonna have this chocolate bar or i'm gonna have this beverage and i'm using it to kind of cope with something because here's the thing i never want to limit your coping mechanisms however it's really it's it's a very good idea to have other coping mechanisms besides food and beverages and things like that okay so this is definitely a skill that I teach my clients when it comes to that emotional eating aspect. But what's cool is this can be applied to anything, especially when it comes to emotions. And naming it, you'll find, really does give it less power because it feels like, ah, I've given it a name, it's stress. And you've kind of released that that grip that it might have on you. And besides being able to control your response, you can also attempt to control what you absorb. So, you know kind of taking this another route, the first thing that you can control is obviously your response. And the second thing that you can control is what you absorb. And this is when it pays to be selective. You know, things that you absorb can include, um, gosh, well, you know, speaking of emotional eating, it could be the food that you eat, the things that you drink, and sometimes even the things in your environment. Now, I know that this doesn't necessarily apply to everyone. There are going to be some people who live in an abusive home and it may be hard to leave. Hey, I get it. I've been there. I've done that when I was in my early 20s. You may also be in a place where you're unable to control the volume of the TV or the other stimuli in your environment or in your space. And that's okay. All I'm saying is that, you know, it's just better to to just do the best that you can in the environment that you're that you're living in. Or maybe you have a loud a loud neighbor, uh, you know, and you're in a very tight quarters. You have a roommate that you just you might not get along with. Uh, maybe that roommate's your partner. Who knows? I don't know what your situation is, but please know that you know, kind of like my my idea that we we all don't really have the same 24 hours in a day. Hey, we don't all have the same environment and I get that. Some of us are in safer environments. So please know that I acknowledge that and I respect that only because I've been in those situations before. And I think sometimes it just takes being in that situation to kind of understand it a little bit more. Now, what I mean by controlling the stimuli in your environment or in your space is controlling how long you spend on, I don't know, uh, Netflixing, (laughs) watching things on TV, uh, how much time you spend on social media, the things you read, and also the other things that you consume with your eyes, ears, and mouth. Try to become more aware of the things that you consume and be selective of how these things make you feel. Be aware of how these things make you feel. That's where that pause can come in handy between the stimulus and the response. You literally can pause and check in after you read something or listen to something or watch something or eat something and just check in and see how your body responds. Because I firmly believe that becoming increasingly aware of how your body and brain feel after certain interactions is incredibly crucial to knowing if it's something that you need to eliminate as best as you can from your life or if it's something that you should continue to consume, you know, maybe, maybe it feels good and it, 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 it meets your goals where you're at and what you need with what you need. Okay. But again, pressing pause is the key here once again, and it really allows you to increase that awareness and be selective going forward. 
and it empowers you. So I don't want you to think that pressing pause is limiting you in any way. No, you know, if anything, it might make the, the scenario that you're in maybe a little awkward, but that's okay. You'll get used to pressing pause and, and just kind of sitting in that space. And so will the people that are around you, like if they want you to respond right away, then that's on them and not really on you. So don't, don't necessarily make it all about you. Okay. And don't necessarily make it all about them. It's a space. You're both sharing it. Great. Be empowered by that pressing of the pause. And, you know, just know like any type of practice, it, it's a practice. It takes time. You're going to have to willingly press pause time and time again and acknowledge what is going on. How are you feeling? How is the situation making you feel? How are you feeling about the words that maybe someone shared with you just now? You know, if, if it, if it is something that's said in anger or, you know, hate towards you, great. I understand that your initial feeling will be the same and will probably mirror what is being reflected to you. And that's fine. Again, feel the feels. You're, you're allowed to feel the feels. They're feelings. You, you shouldn't tamp them down and ignore them. You know, definitely acknowledge them, acknowledge their existence, but be aware of them. And that's where, hey, pressing pause for a moment, maybe taking a deep breath, whatever that space looks like and however you want to fill that space, that's going to be important for you. And that will help you build in that practice, increase the awareness around what is going on and how you're feeling. And then you can kind of shift and and decide how you want to respond. You know, am I perfect at this? No, not at all. But I am, I am damn good at being aware of how things are making me feel and especially things in my environment and, you know, certain, certain things that I read or things that I'm exposed to on social media. And that I think is going to be incredibly important for a lot of you to just kind of press pause and, and, and see, like, is that something that I want to have in my feed? Uh, whether it's feeding your face or feeding your brain in your social media feed. And I think it's really important because, you know, if there's one thing that I might recommend when you're doing this practice over the next week and hopefully several weeks and going forward in the rest of your life, when you're doing this practice, I want you to, to apply it to the things that you do consume. So if it is social media, for example, look at your feed, look at your social media feed, unfollow people that don't serve you. Uh, they won't care. They won't even notice you know, it's one of those situations that if they're not making you feel good and leaving you feeling, you know, like you're walking away, having learned something that's a little bit more in the, a little bit more in the check of the positive column, then unfollow them or unfriend them or whatever it is, or mute them. You can do that now on, I think every social media feed possible is just mute them. So if you don't want to cause any harm, like maybe it's a family member (laughs) that maybe you don't have the same opinions or thoughts and that's fine. We're all unique. We're all snowflakes. Um, if we're all the same, it would be boring as shit. Like we would have, I don't know to me, as long as people are kind about their, stances, then that's incredibly important. Even if it's, even if it's a stance or a belief that I don't necessarily believe in, um, I think as long as they're being kind and they're not endangering someone else, I think that's fine. But that's, again, that's just me being aware of kind of my response and what I feel like, 
I want in my, in my social media feed. But all this to say, feel free to unfriend, feel free to unfollow. I challenge you. I mean, hell, I wasn't even expecting to do this. I challenge you to unfollow at least like at least five accounts. How about that? At least five people, five accounts that maybe aren't serving you or maybe make you feel like shit about yourself or I don't know. And if it's me, by the way, that does this, oh my gosh, let me know. DM me because it's never my intention. I try to be as welcoming as possible to everyone. And I I try to make this a space where people feel safer and can kind of show up as they are. Because I know I sure as hell show up as I am. Um, So yeah, remember, we don't have control over everything. (laughs) And if anything, that shouldn't be scary. And that hopefully shouldn't really cause too much anxiety when you realize that it's actually quite a breath of fresh air. It, it's a little bit of a release and a relief. Everything's out of control. Everything is out of your control, except how you respond to cer- certain situations. So try to press pause, you know, try to build that awareness, practice it, and then see how you want to respond and acknowledge, you know, name how you're feeling, name what you're feeling, name what's going on in your mind. And maybe even if there's another person involved, just say, Hey, I, I'm feeling a little upset. Um, I just need a moment. Like maybe let's talk this out. And I I understand like it, it appears that you're upset and just to get clear, are you upset about this or are you feeling this way? And, And maybe bounce back what they, what they just said, you know, like, I hate it when you load the dishwasher wrong, or I hate it when you when you have poor trail etiquette when we go out on rides together. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a few things. Um, great. Okay. Okay. So let me let me get this right. So you don't like how I'm loading the dishwasher? How would you? How do you like it loaded? You know, and yeah, you're going to be feeling a little anxious. You might even feel your like blood pressure elevating a little bit or, you know, feeling like, whoa, I just want to, I just want to scream. And that's fine. Feel the feels, but maybe reflect a question back on them. That way you can kind of understand a little bit more. Um, Oh, I understand. I'm not, maybe I don't have trail etiquette. Okay. So tell me what you want me to do that reflects trail etiquette. I don't know. Those are just a couple of random like examples I happen to think of, think of out of the, out of my butt. Um. But yeah, hopefully that's a little bit more relatable. So remember, pause, take a breath, take a beat, name what you're feeling, maybe reflect the question back and just get clarity on the situation. And then, you know, decide how you want to respond. And even you reflecting that question just to get better understanding of where the other person is coming from, that's your response too. And that could really help, man, that can really, at least from my experience, it can really help tamp down the situation and the emotions and all of that stuff that's kind of swirling around, all that crap. Uh, and then the second thing, remember, you you have a fair amount of control over the things that you absorb, whether that's you know the food that you eat, the stuff that you drink, and also the stuff in your environment, which includes you know all of those stimuli uh, on your phone or on your laptop or in your magazines and books and TV and all that stuff. So a couple of things for you to think about, and I hope that hope this, this helped. And I really appreciate you listening, friends. I really do, because it just means so much to me to have you listen in on this episode and every episode. So please share this episode if you found it useful and tag me in anything that you share. That way I can see it. 
And also please subscribe and rate it if you absolutely love it because your, your rating and your subscription not only mean a lot to me, but they also help me grow this podcast one episode at a time. Before we know it, I'm going to be at episode 100 and I can't wait. Uh, anyways, see you next week. And I hope that you can go and make today awesome and get those moments of pause in before you respond. And I want you to savor that space and be selective of, of what you what you absorb this week and really every week starting today. Bye, friends. <laughs>